What's going on and welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel coming to you from the place where laughter lives. Laughter lives. I am your host, Matt, along with me, my co-host, Daniel. What's up, man? What is up, man? How's it going? It's going great, man. And conspicuous by his absence is our other co-host, Big Tony, man. We're we're, we're sending you some love and some prayers. Some dude with a lightsaber showed up, said his midichlorian count was high, and then Tony was whisked away with him, so... I think he might be. But we do got a fill-in. We do. We do. We, we have Handsome Tony. Squidward is yeah. in the house. Handsome Squidward. Handsome Squidward is here. So, Squidward, do you have anything to add? The awkward. All right. Says, well, that's fine. It says it all. Yeah. That's fine. Thank you. Today's episode. <laughs> today's episode is near and dear to my heart, man. Yes. It's near and dear to my heart. I love. I love to laugh. I. I. I love humor. I love joking, and I utilize humor, man, wherever I. You know, wherever I go, whether it's teaching, preaching, or even just engaging with humanity, I find yeah. the you know the humor in humanity all the time. And so, I want to talk to you about kings and jesters, uh, and that that phrase actually comes from a very real experience that I had with a particular mentor of mine years and years ago, when uh, I, I got up to share on a Sunday night. And uh, it was like one of my first times, you know, speaking or whatever. And I got up to share and I, I was, you know, I was being funny. And when I was finished, I thought, man, he's going to, you know, he's going to give me some, he's gonna give me some good feedback. It's going to be great. And I got down and I was like, okay, you know, what do you think? How'd it go? And his response was, Matt, we can't be kings and jesters. And I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. He thought I was too silly. He thought I was too funny. And so uh, I want to talk a little bit about that, man. Dude, it, what the heck? Right. Somebody would tell you that? Because like, well, like it was crazy. I mean, were, were you Dave Chappelle up there or what? I don't know. No, man. He's he's one of the goats, you know, but, yeah, but yeah. you know, he, he's, I, I couldn't, I don't know. I didn't get it. And yeah, I was, yeah. so I, that's why I have like questions. I want to talk about it because um, it is a thing that like, I couldn't believe that he said and then I'm I'm looking back on it and I'm like, man, when did it become a sin to laugh in church? Yeah, yeah. Like when did it when did that become like unacceptable? And um and so before we like dive deep into the the scriptural background of this, I wanna I wanna ask if if you got do you have any do you have any like a favorite joke? Mm. You have a favorite joke that you that you know? A favorite joke. Yeah. Do you oh know? Gosh, do you know any jokes? Man. You know any? I I got some horrible jokes. Man. Like some dad jokes. Yeah, just some bad. Say it. Say it. Say it. Andy, oh, Andy would like for you to share one of them. Gosh, you got. Man, my kids. Every time I say a joke, they just look at me and they just in complete disgust. And I'm like, what? That was a good one. That was a good joke. I'll, how about I'll share? Like, what do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm looking at May. I'm looking at his <laughs> daughter. And she is all she just sucked her teeth. She was like, Yeah. Yeah, I got I can do a dad joke too. So um, you know, my life is kind of like toilet paper. I'm either on a roll or taking crap from someone. <laughs> no, that's a good one. Oh, we got a laugh track. What the heck? That. You got laughs for that. I did, I did, I do have a funny one. The other day I was in an argument with somebody and um we were discussing the differences. They were trying to tell me that I'm sorry and I apologize were the same thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, they're not the same. So I'm on the other side. I'm like, they're not the same thing. It's not the same. Yeah. And we the argument took way longer than it should have, first of all. It was a heated debate. And finally, I was like, look, I need to go in for the death blow. This is taking way too long. I said, okay, listen, 
if you think I'm sorry and I apologize for the same thing, then use, use each of them at a funeral and see what the response is like. And everybody that's listening, they're going to figure it out. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. That's, um, t- that's funny right there. I don't care who you guys are. You guys suck. Come that's on, funny. Come on. I got the horn. That's terrible. Hey, but, but, but if Jesus was here today and uh, he was rolling in a car, what type of car would he be driving? A Chrysler. <laughs> a Chrysler? Uh, and that's today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel you, man, because I grew up in church, too. And, um, yeah, like the seriousness of being in church and, yeah. you know, it, it's, I mean, I, I know there's reverence and I, I get the respect and all that. But, um, but I do, like, I did feel like growing up in the church, like you couldn't laugh or you couldn't say a joke or you know what i'm saying yeah like you, and i'm like who are we referencing personality yeah you yeah. know what i mean like why did, did it change because because man wanted us to reverence them mm-hmm. uh because i think that we take ourselves too seriously and don't take god serious enough yeah you know what i mean like the and so that's the kind of stuff that doesn't need to happen and you know i'm gonna quote david brent from the office the bbc office the og office the ricky gervais office he said comedy is where the brain goes to tickle itself mm. it's actually from the american version of the office when he he meets michael scott but uh let's go to scripture with it yeah. because we're talking about something that is actually you know this is rooted in in a biblical foundation proverbs seventeen twenty two: a cheerful heart is a good medicine uh, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. And I'm like, you know, again, I asked the question, when, when did it become taboo to have some fun in church? Mm-hmm. Or when did it become uh, unchrist-like to laugh? Yeah. Like, do you not think Jesus laughed? You don't think Jesus laughed? Like, I know we, we, we see all the, t- the stuff, that, you know, him engaging with people and stuff. You don't think Jesus laughed? You don't think he used humor? I mean, we, we have so much scriptural reference to laughter and joy. Yeah. You know, Ecclesiastes says there's a time for everything under the sun. There's a time to weep. There's a time to laugh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's no, no big deal, but that's the wisest man to ever live that said that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like, man, um, I think about laughter and I think about, I love this verse too, that it's uh, cheerful heart is good medicine. Because when you get in the, when you get to a place where, you're able to, there's free, there's actually some freedom in it. Cause when you get to a place where you can laugh and you can kind of express that joy, um, there's freedom in that joy, you know, yeah. of just letting go and not allowing the cares of life burden you, you know? And yeah. so there's almost like this, this lifting of stress, um, when you can get to a place where you're just, you know, you're joyful, you're laughing. And um, I love good laughs, man. I do. Like, I actually feel like, you know, after a good laugh, you know, session or whatever, yeah. you almost feel like giddy and, you know, almost feel like it's a good feeling. Yeah. It is. Like, I try to have a, I try to have a laugh at least once a day, at least. Like, a good laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, does, does anybody, Andy, when was the last time you laughed? Like, do you have a good laugh every day? I think so, yeah. I laugh at myself pretty often. Uh-huh. And not like always in a good way. Like sometimes I think I'm funny, but sometimes like, why would I do that? And I just laugh at myself. Yeah. You yeah. know, the good laughs are when you're crying. That like when tears I, start. I don't think I've gotten to that point. Before. I have. I love it. <laughs> when was the last time you belly laughed like that where your tears came out? <laughs> you can't remember? I can remember. Uh, but I think I'm going to keep that one to myself. <laughs> he was watching 
a movie. I don't know. But you know what it was? It was an old person on a on a hoverboard. <laughs> old person. And they fell, and then he rolled around on the ground laughing. Old people at grocery stores are the worst, by the way. That's my comment for the day. <laughs> That's what you have to bring to a cheerful heart is a good medicine. <laughs> That's your take. That's a that's a hot take. What about but look at this like what about in Psalms? Cuz we we've shared so pro, we've shared a proverb, we've shared Ecclesiastes, wisest guy ever. Now, what about in Psalms? Psalms 126, the psalmist writes, "Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy." Then they said among the nations, "The Lord has done great things for them." Who filled their mouths with laughter? Mm-hmm. Who did that? You know what I mean? Like it's that's the thing like I'm so I'm so um taken aback because when I when I was introduced to the uh, the machine of church, not necessarily the body of Christ, but the machine of church. I was immediately suppressed in terms of like, don't be funny, don't don't do this, don't do this. I was taught all of the things not to do, not all of the stuff to do, right? And and so we got to work on that. We shouldn't be known for the stuff that we don't believe. We should be really more known for the things that we do believe. Yeah. Right, we we spend so much time on this on the on the negative. We should we should focus on the positive things that we believe. But even if you read in like a book like Nehemiah, in Nehemiah eight ten, it says the joy of the Lord is my strength. And does everybody know what's happening in Nehemiah? Like what's going yeah. down there? Yeah. <laughs> like circumstantially, this was not an amazing time for the prophet. This was not a fun time for him. In fact, it was like super rough. Yeah. But but it's it's a it's a fact that. You know, God's joy is not based on our circumstances. And, uh, you know, we have, I think, a lot of malnourished believers because they've lost that joy, you know, because somewhere along the line, you know, an old an old uh, evangelist came up to me one time. She was retired and she said, Matt, don't ever lose your fire. There's enough wet blankets in the church. Yeah. Yeah. And like she was right. <laughs> that's, that's hard. She man. was right, bro. Yeah. But, you know, I love this because. Um, there's a connection here in this psalm where <clears throat> he talks about gratefulness. So there's there's a connection with being grateful and having a, ch- a cheerful heart. Yes. Um, and I think when we are ungrateful, man, and we're not, you know, we live in this place of just negativity or what we don't have or, you know, um, it, we're unable to be happy. We're unable, unable to be joyful in, in whatever circumstance. And so, like, in this scripture, Nehemiah, yeah, everything was was um, not in their favor, you know, but they found joy in the midst of us because they, they were grateful for what God had done in their lives. They were they, they were able to see the big picture. They were yeah. able to see the blessings and the favor um, of the Lord. And I think in, in our lives, like sometimes, man, it's hard because there's, especially in this day and age that we live in, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, man, in the world. And so it's hard to just be like, you know, it's hard to laugh sometimes because you see all the negativity on, on the yeah. news and whatever. Um, but when you really think about it, man, like how blessed are we? Like how blessed are you to yeah. even, you know, be able to worship when you want, you know, like yeah, that's dude. gratefulness right there. And I, I love that you're talking about that because the fact that gratitude is and joy are connected, mm-hmm. that matters because maybe the reason why you, you, you know, aren't able to experience the joy of the Lord being your strength is because you're really not grateful. You're not, you're not, mm-hmm. and, and they're, they are directly connected. And I love that. And then you're bringing up like what's going on around us and everything. And I found myself, I'm going to have, we'll have a little confessional time, uh, right now. Cause, uh, you know, I find myself, I like to be informed. I watch 
like so many different types of, of news and all this kind of stuff. And I found myself like getting sad and upset and angry. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to stop. There's nothing yeah. wrong with being informed. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being informed. But I, but I felt checked in my spirit and I felt God almost kind of nudging me saying, what are you putting more of in you? Like, That's what cool. are you put, what, what, you know what I mean? Like that you got to put more, you got to get more me in you. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're, if so if your balance is off in your life to where you're filling yourself with more of what's not God, you're missing it. You're, you're not going to be able to understand joy because joy is a calm delight in the midst of a storm. And so if you, if you don't, if you don't have that connection with God, and all you're doing is 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 your your focus. Oh, you're you're informed, but like you're not. You don't have you don't have truth. You just have you have all of the all the facts you're being bombarded with, but not the truth of God. And I think it's important because we need joy. You know, the joy of the Lord. Like we need like we need air yeah. in our lungs. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna make it in this life, man, you need to understand the the value that joy carries with it, and especially specifically the joy of the Lord. It strengthens us. It sustains us. It helps our perspective. Even as Job was going through all of the stuff that he was going through, man, Job, you know, had it rough. Uh, he was going through some stuff. And Job had one friend, one. Like, he had a group of friends that said, like, what are you doing wrong? Well, how did you sin? What did you, where did you miss the mark? Like, those friends suck. Like, he had yeah. this all of, like, he was surrounded by people saying stuff like that. He had one friend come up to him and say, uh, the Lord will return the laughter to your mouth. Yeah. And I thought, man. That's the kind of friend you need. Yeah. Like if you, you need some friends, you need to get you some friends like that, yeah. you know, and, and I'll say something that probably won't be very popular, but it's true. Nonetheless, I believe that part of the reason people hate church and Christians is because we've lost our joy. Yeah. We'll go, we're going around and we're, we're talking, like I said before, we're talking about all the stuff that we hate and we rather talk about how bad the world is instead of how good God is. Yeah. And People don't, people, people know that yeah. what they don't know is how good God is. They know how bad the world is. And so if all we're going to do is just complain like them, we're, then we're not different Then we're not a peculiar people. Yeah. You know what? It's funny, man. Cause I, a couple of weeks ago that happened to me where I got sucked up, um, into the news of the world and our country and, and our state and our County, like all this just crazy stuff. I got sucked into it. And, um, and it burdened me, man. Like I felt the weight of it throughout the week where I was ir- like, I was just irritated. Yeah. You know, I was irritated and, um, <clears throat> I had to like check myself, you know, and I, and I actually felt it like towards the end of the week, I started feeling like the heaviness. I started feeling like just being irritable and, yeah. and, um, it does mess with you, you know, when all you're focused on is, you know, um, the issues of life and, and the things that you hate, um, I'm not saying those aren't real things because they are, and we should be in prayer for those things. But right. I love this scripture in Matthew 18. I want to bring it up because if you ever go to, um, man, so I, I substitute teach, go to different schools, right? Um, I, I primarily try to stick within the high school range yeah. because um, I, I love high school students. I love um, they're in a place where you can kind of still talk to them about some some kid things but adult things too like hey where are you going to go to to school what do you want to do when you when you get out in two years or whatever yeah but um one time i was last year this was actually last uh year before covid i was like you know what? i'm gonna try 
to sub third grade. I mean, so if you've ever been in a classroom full of third graders, mm-hmm. oh man. That's like herding kittens. Have you ever watched Kindergarten Cop with Arnold? Yeah. <laughs> it's not a Duma. It's not a Duma. Yeah. Have you guys ever watched that, by the way? Kindergarten Cop, Arnold Swit. The team's never. When you go home today or tomorrow, watch the movie. One out of six people. I know. I know. It's not a popular movie, but um, but it goes not. with the story. But anyways, I felt like him on that day. <laughs> I went in there. I was like, I could handle this. You know, I mean, sub, I'm just going to come in here and do my job and, you know, hang out with the kids. Oh, man. Like, I had kids coming up to me. Mister, can I go to the bathroom? I had one kid trying to beat another kid up in the class. I had the principal come to my class and sit in there just kind of like wondering what's going on. Um, kids like asking just the most random questions. They break out and dance. I'm trying to read them a book and they're just like doing stuff. And I'm like. These kids are crazy. Like, I don't know if I could do this, yeah, you know, for the rest of the day. And then, and then I walked them out to the playground, you know, and they're running around and kids are coming up to me and they're hitting me and they're like, can you play basketball with us? Can you play this with us? Can you do this? with?" And then I, I made a mistake by telling them like, Hey, if you guys are really good today, I'll bring my guitar. It's in the, it's in the, my car and I'll sing you guys a song, but you guys got to be good. They weren't good. And they bugged me all day for the guitar. Yeah. Right. So they're asking me, when are you going to sing us a song? When are you? It, it was crazy, bro. It was crazy. I had a mental breakdown that did, day. <laughs> did you yell, shut up? Yes, I did. That's a difference, too. Shut like up. You, yeah, the, he does that in kindergarten. College. You can do that to a high school student. You can walk into a room full of high school students and go, hey, shut up. Yeah. But if you do that to a bunch of third graders, they'll cry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling it. you, if you really want to get tested in your faith, <laughs> sign up for children's ministry, all right? Anyways, as I was saying, that's a so, terrible recruiting case. That's terrible. We we actually need volunteers. <laughs> Doing the opposite here. <laughs> um, anyways, I say all that. Oh, that's funny. This is why I say all that. Um, kids have no worry, man, in the world. Right. That's why they can be who they want to be. That's why they can break out in, in a dance. That's why they can just ask the most random questions. Because yeah. they don't they don't care, man. I love this, though, in Matthew 18, Jesus, the kids are near him, right? Yeah. And the disciples are like, hey, like, like he ain't got time for you kids. Yeah, you know? go away. Like, go trying away. to shoo him like, away, yeah. Go play. Like, this is, this is serious business here. And I love what Jesus says. He says, truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter, enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And I love that scripture because I know that Jesus is talking about like, hey, like in your mind and your faith, like, like, trust me, you know. Yeah. But I think even in our relationship with him, like sometimes I don't know if you guys know who Andy Minio is. I think uh, Andy actually knows who Andy is now. Anyways, he's a Christian rapper. He's he's actually amazing. But um, he has this like on his social media feed, he has this like quote that says, um, never grow up. You know, yeah, and I know what he's talking about because when you grow up in the sense, in the context that he's talking about, you do, man, you lose your joy, right? Um, you lose your, um, just the the, the freedom that God has given to you mm-hmm. as a person. You lose that because you get caught up in adult serious things. And um, <clears throat> I love, man. Even when I met Matt, I'm gonna talk about Matt a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna talk about you a little bit, bro. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. I love Matt because <laughs> because 
I I I was a collector of of like toys and and Funkos and stuff prior to Matt, but not as much as I am now. Yeah. But when I met Matt, um, like this guy collects everything. Like I like do. He has a lot of stuff that cool stuff, you know, cool toys and stuff. And so, anyways, on my Instagram, I I started going to like toy shops and stuff. Right. Yeah. I love doing it. Like I actually went by myself the other day. Now, that's that's serious, right? right when you go to a when you're a grown man, you go to a toy shop by yourself. You know, that's some serious business right there. But anyways, I went and I remember um, putting it on my feed one time. Um, hey, I got this cool toy. And somebody like uh, messaged me on Instagram. They're like, oh, you're a grown man at a toy shop, huh? Like, like they were like tripping or something. Like it was weird. I'm like, yeah, collect toys. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> That's but that's like that's the position like that's the posture of of yeah. some people man that just ha don't want to have any fun yeah and like uh, you know it, this is the thing it, it, people I, I wonder if at times that people mistake you know laughter for stupidity yeah. you know what I mean or or because I'll because I laugh or because I take joy because I can smile and have a good time that I'm uninformed and that I'm that I'm uh, that I'm inept. Mm -hmm. And that I'm illogical. But the fact of the matter is that I'm incredibly logical. I pick everything apart. I, I, I can separate right. all the I look in I look into something. I separate all the ingredients. That's how my brain works. But I cannot cling to logic alone. Because the, the moment that we cling to logic alone, then we're going according to our own mind and our own strength. We're, listen, the supernatural world, the supernatural nature of God is illogical. Right. And so if we're trying to cling to logic, you're never going to be as fulfilled and as complete, as whole as God has designed us to be with him in mind. And, you know, you, people dismiss laughter and joy at the behest of, of logic. Yeah. And that's an incorrect way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Andy looks, he's grinning. What? What? Uh, nothing. Uh, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're good we're you're always good. just making faces and i'm like what <laughs> what is happening what's going on talk to me i don't react like in my mind the same way my face reacts my face it just tells a different story i don't know what it is i can't help it i probably <laughs> could but i choose not to yeah that's a, <laughs> that's a terrible choice to choose not to but it's fine we love you anyway andy andy brought yeah, muffins yeah. today i know thank you andy. he brought muffins today he was feeling really bad yeah, so. I actually want to just wanted to be known as the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. <laughs> do you know the Muffin Man? You do. It's Andy. Andy's the Muffin. Now you guys don't. Now if you don't know, now you know. But yeah. I'm gonna tell you the truth. A day without laughter is a day wasted. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Like if you if you spend a whole like if you're alive for an entire day, and in that whole day you didn't laugh once, you wasted the day. Mm -hmm. What a waste of a day. Like seriously. And and some people are like, well, there's serious things going on in the world. I get it. I understand, but you need to understand what scripture is speaking to. The joy of the Lord is a strength. A, a cheerful heart is a good medicine mm -hmm. that a broken, if you're allowing your spirit to be broken, then that is sapping your strength away from you. The Lord himself uh, will fill your mouth with laughter and, and, and cause your tongues to shout for joy and, and things like this. There's a time to weep and there's a time to laugh like if we do not understand the fullness of this then we're really really living beneath our means as believers because yeah. laughter is it's like an instant vacation yeah yeah it's an instant that's the cheapest vacation you'll ever take who makes you laugh the most in your life 
who makes me laugh the most in my life right now? Uh, my kids, Karis and Tony. Cop Ka- out answer. Yeah, no, they're no like I would say like they're legit. Like Tony's more like silly, funny. He throws all the spaghetti at the wall to see what what sticks, and then once he finds something that sticks, he'll stay with it for a little bit. And Karis, Karis is smart, funny. And, uh, yeah, they make me laugh really, really hard. If you're asking me, like, you know, Mount Rushmore of comedians, that's a different, that's no, a different your, question. In your life, in your life. Yeah, in my, in my life. I would say uh, right now it's probably my kids. Yeah. Because I, I think they're funny. I don't want to say, man. I want to get in trouble. <laughs> Is it me? No. You could say me. No. <laughs> no. I feel good about it. No. Oh, also, shout out to Eli. Eli does make me laugh. Yes. Eli's a great, a great guy. Yeah, funny. Very witty. I don't know if it's witty, but who is it, Daniel? <laughs> so hey, <laughs> he is witty. Andy's witty too. Oh, anyway. that's funny. <laughs> Wait, Daniel, who is it? <laughs> you know what, man? I I'm gonna get in trouble for this, but I think she'll be okay with it. My wife, man, um, <laughs> she's hilarious. Sometimes she does she she does she does some funny <laughs> stuff, man. We laugh with each other though. Like we we'll, we we'll laugh with each other, but sometimes I'm like. She makes me laugh. Just some of the things she forgets her phone twice in an hour. <laughs> just makes me laugh. <laughs> oh man! You know what? I get if that. you guys ever get a chance, though, I get that to, to hang out with Matt and Amanda. They're, they're hilarious. Amanda's actually hilarious. She's funny. She's funny. Like if if you just sit with the men and and allow her to tell you a story. Oh man. She tells about great best stories. <laughs> yeah, she's she's definitely the funny one in the relationship. She's people don't know that, but she is. She's definitely the funny one in the relationship. Um, what I think is is interesting too is, um, you know, nobody thinks about like what they're doing, who they're with, uh, you know, where they're from, um, when they're together having a good laugh. So really, like if you consider that too. Like laughter is a great force for equality. Yeah, it really is. You know, when you're together, it don't matter. It don't matter what your background is. It don't matter. Like if you're just in a group of people and y'all just laughing together, man, we're all laughing together at mm. at this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love going to funny movies. I prefer comedies over horror movies, and I'll tell you why. Because most horror movies suck. Mm. Uh, I like a good horror movie, but most of them are terrible, and I'm like, this is a waste of my time. Most funny movies are not laugh out loud hilarious. But at least I know I'm going to have a chuckle in this at least, you know, but like when you're in a theater full of people and you guys are all just you hear this group, like, there's nothing better than like the like just this roar of laughter, you know, and it's it's a really, really cool thing to experience. If you've ever gone and, and watched a stand up comedian, anything like that, some of my favorite stand up moments like I've gone to see comedians before and it's one of my favorite things to do. And there there were a couple that I've gone to see and then like the last like hour of their their show. Uh, some of them, not every one of them does this, but like uh, a lot of them that I've gone to see in the like last hour of their show, what they'll do is they'll do an hour of freestyle stuff. They'll have people shout out from the audience topics and they'll just go. They'll, they'll, they'll rant on them or they'll look around in the audience and they'll start picking people off and, and then picking them apart. And like we're, everybody's just having a good time. You know, I think it's I think it's just so much it's so much fun. You know, yeah. we should we should laugh yeah. way more than we do. Yeah. You know what? Um we started watching this show. It's an old show, uh, Impractical Jokers. Yeah, no, that show is steady on in this house because of Vivian. <laughs> yeah, it's such a great show, but 
um, watching that show, man, like I, that's probably like some of the laughs that I've had like recently. Yeah. It's just sitting there watching Impractical Jokers and I'm just dying laughing. Like it's so good. It's so funny. It is. And, and how cool is that, that these, these four guys are like, let's just, they're, you know, childhood friends and they're like, let's make a show where we're just going to do crazy yeah. stuff and laugh together. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, they each know each other's they they know what each each other one likes. And more importantly, for the purposes of this show, they know what each one of them hates, mm -hmm. you know. And so the normally the like they have punishments. Whoever is the big loser of the show has to go through punishments or whatever. And so yeah. usually they put them through something that they absolutely hate, which is hilarious. Yeah. But man, they're I love that show, too. I think it's a very funny show. Um, they're mean to Murr. They are. They're oh, yeah. mean to that fool. They've shaved his eyebrows. They, <laughs> they, they made him glue or they made a wig out of uh, uh, Q's hair and made him wear it for a whole season. Like they're, they're mean to yeah, him. It's good stuff. And I love the way that Sal laughs in that show. If those of you guys that have seen the show, you guys get it. If you haven't, go watch the show. Sal laughs with his entire body, his entire being. And I'm a connoisseur of laughter. I love to hear a good laugh. And that man, it seems like every time he laughs, he's falling on the ground laughing. And I think that's great. Yeah. You're, you're leaning in. I'm, I'm glad that Andy and I gave him like the nod like, yeah, bro, go ahead. Because he was leaning in, but he doesn't say anything. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I look at this. Are you going to? I look at this verse here. Uh, <laughs> Proverbs 17, 22. Yeah. Um, and we didn't talk about this too much, but says a cheerful heart is good medicine. Yeah. And um, when I think of medicine, I think of healing. You yeah. Know? I think of, yeah. of healing. And when I think of laughter um, and what the Bible, like in the context of what the Bible is talking about here, there's actually like healing found in, in laughter, in a cheerful heart, in a joyful heart. Um, <clears throat> and I think of people that, you know, do like, um, battle with depression or, or, or do like have fear, you know, or, or living under the umbrella of worry, um, yeah. or whatever it is, guilt. Um, and we have a natural medicine, you know, right. um, it's crazy though, because one of the addictive substances, even like with social media, they say is, um, the rush of like dopamine to your mm -hmm. like the chemical dopamine in your brain when where, somebody yeah, likes what you, you do likes, or share yeah, what you like do, when yeah. you see that instant yeah. like oh like somebody like i got five you know likes or somebody commented on my stuff like and there's this like rush of like do dopamine that's what makes it so addictive mm -hmm. and um there's a chemical i believe i mean i'm no i'm no like you know scientist or anything but i believe there's a chemical reaction in laughter too um well, yeah. as you said it's an instant vacation instant vacay and um and it's healing medicine. It's you said vacay, man. Okay, it's all good. Right. Yeah, um, <clears throat> there's an instant gratification. There's an instant healing. Yeah. in your in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, where <clears throat> where it's a natural substance. It's a natural you know response that God has given to us. Natural natural emotion that God has given to us that I I believe we don't take advantage of more often. You know. Yeah, man. We should always find a reason to laugh. I mean, legit. And I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I glance over at Eli because Eli, I, I think out of all the people that I know on the planet personally, I think I can think of two people that if they really wanted to, they could probably do stand up. Mm -hmm. 
only two people come to mind and it's Eli and Todd. Mm -hmm. Those are the two people that I feel like if they really wanted to, they could do it. Mm -hmm. Um, because Todd is very, very, um, calculating in his humor. Uh, and Eli is very, very like brash. Like he'll just, he just going to throw it out there, man. If he thinks it's funny. And there's something that, that, that we know to be true. Like when you say funny stuff or you're going to do something funny or you, you, you have, you know, humor act actively involved like this in your life. Humor is a lot of the humor is, is about observation and perspective. Like when, when the minute that something happens, you have the joke immediately. Mm -hmm. You have the joke immediately. Whether or not you could share the joke immediately isn't necessarily, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like you have the joke immediately because you look at the world differently. You're looking through a different lens. And so I think that, you know, I understand that, you know, laughing may not add any years to your life, but it'll add life to your years. Mm -hmm. It really will. Like you're not, you're not living correctly. You know what I mean? Like you will live such a, such a more full life uh, just the more that you laugh. And again, the fact that, you know, Solomon didn't write this proverb just cause, you know what I mean? He shared it because it was truth and it was wisdom. And this idea that a, a cheerful heart, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, the, the, the King James would say, right? Mm -hmm. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. It's, it's equally important to understand the negative implication of, of an unmarried heart, again, which saps a person's strength, man. To, there, there are so many things that we, that we wrestle with today more so than, than anything. Things like that are, that, are, that are very real issues, man, anxiety and depression and, mm -hmm. and, and these crippling things that have taken hold of people's lives. And, and, um, and I think that it's, it's, uh, it's something that could happen to any of us. It really can. It can happen to any of us. It's this. A lot of this is based on perspective and on making the choice that you know what I'm, I'm gonna choose in the midst of any circumstance to, you know, to, uh, to understand that God loves me and that God is that God has given me some good things to experience in this life as well. And I'm gonna focus on those good things again. What are you feeding yourself the most? Because whatever it is that you're feeding yourself the most, that's how your body's gonna respond. That's how your mind is gonna respond. That's how your your heart is gonna be. It's gonna be different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, th I think of, um, we're talking about the Bible and you, you mentioned earlier that Jesus, um, Jesus laughed, you know, there's stories. If, if you really like look through the Bible and, um, and the stories in the Bible, there's moments where, you know, they had fun and they laughed about certain things. And, and sometimes like we don't think it's in there and there's sometimes like, oh man, I wish it was a little bit more plain to see like, the humor and the and some of the stories in the Bible. Yeah, but um, <clears throat> I believe God has given us, man. You know, um, reasons to laugh. Yeah, He's given us, He's given us um, this world that we live in. He's given us um, each other. He's given us creativity. You know, um, to be able to wake up each day and find something. You know, to be grateful in and to laugh at or laugh with you know yeah um and so like if you're if you're out there like what is it like what is it that makes you laugh like what is it that you can watch or do or what is it that'll just brighten up your day like you have to be intentional with those things like because they come and go but yeah. if you're intentional like hey uh, for one hour i'm just gonna watch this show that just i love 
that I'm just going to sit here and just laugh, you know, and just forget about, you know, the burdens of, of life today or whatever that is. Yeah. You know? And Je- Jesus was playful. We forget this a lot, man, but you're going to, you can't tell me that Jesus wasn't playful when he was just appearing, you know, on the other side of locked doors to people <laughs> or when he was, you know, when he was walking with these, with, with, uh, uh, these two men on, on the w- road to Emmaus and he's, he's hiding his identity from these people. Like he, he knows who he is, but he's like, Oh my God. Like after the resur- after the death of Jesus, he, he, he was resurrected. Right. And now he's like kind of hiding. He's concealing his identity. He's walking with these guys. Oh man, what just happened? And he's talking to these guys, what I miss. And they're like, what? Where, where have you been, man? You don't know what's going on, man. They just killed Jesus. They didn't killed him. They buried him, man. He's dead. He's gone. He's, oh my goodness. That's, that's crazy. And he's walking with these guys for hours and hours yeah. and they invite him into their, to, to their home to eat a meal. And it says right when he sits and he breaks bread that, that instantly then it's revealed who he is. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're going to tell me Jesus isn't playful. Jesus was messing yeah. with them, man. Yeah. He was messing with them. And, and it's because of, and it's because of that, that, that love, man, that love that he has for us. And when you understand the love that that God has for you, that He would take the time, even to even to you know, create uh, such a thing as laughter and the and the 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 neural pathways and the dopamine and all those things that are in us that produce a positive response or positive reinforcement. You know, if you were to do scientific studies, there's two ways that you can that you can train things. You can train them through negative reinforcement or positive reinforcement. And positive reinforcement is you get to the end of the maze, you get the cheese. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you, you, hey, if you laugh at this, you can you can have you can have this experience. It'll take you this way. We can also squirt you with a water bottle. Um, you know, and you can you can have negative experiences, and you learn from both. But I would I would prefer if I had the choice, I would prefer to have have a little fun. Along the way, I would prefer to laugh a little more along the way, yeah. you know, because because, again, God created us in such a way as this would strengthen us. And the joy of the Lord is different than than the silliness of life. That's why I say, you know, I think oftentimes we take ourselves too seriously yeah. and we don't take God serious enough. And we've got it. We've got to switch that around. We've got to flip that around. We need to t- start taking God seriously like he's real, like what he said is true. Like he meant what he said and like we're going to start living by what he said and we need to stop taking ourselves so serious. It's not that it's not that serious. Guess what, boo? You're not you're not perfect. You never will be. Guess what? You don't know everything. You never will. Hey, you think you're smart. There's somebody out there smarter like to somebody you're dumb. Like so you need to it's relax, relax. Okay, have a laugh. Don't take yourself so seriously because you are really, really missing the point and you're hurting your witness. Yeah. Nobody wants to be around a sour patch kid all the time. Take that Dorito off your shoulder. Get it? Dorito. Okay. Um. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> See, I'm going to be known for just the I love terrible, <laughs> the terrible joke. He said, take that Dorito off your your shoulder. I almost said shoulder. <laughs> my 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 ethnic almost came out. Almost, hey, but let me ask you a question. My tias came out of me just then. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Like, just being around church people, why don't you think they laugh? Like, what what do you think is this the the main reason of why they don't? Honestly, my honest answer, I think that they equate laughter with unrighteousness or unholiness. Mm-hmm. I think that if they they have this misconception in their minds, kind of like dancing, where like yeah. 
Like you can't have a good time. You can't dance at a wedding. No, like I've grown. You can't dance. for real. Like, like once you once you get saved, like when Amanda and I got saved. Yeah, when real. Amanda and I got married, we could not have dancing at our wedding. Yeah. Now to today's world, look at Eli's eyes. His eyes are like, oh my goodness, I can't I believe. In today's world, that seems crazy to a lot of yeah. people, right? Yeah. It seems crazy to a lot of people because there's a lot of churches that have blown up that are like, we dance at our you know stuff, like it's whatever, but. That that was a thing, because people took themselves too serious, and they 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 identified reverence to God by completely negating having a good time, mm-hmm. and that is not biblical. Mm-hmm. It's not biblical. Guess what, Jack? You're not holy. Mm-hmm. God is holy. You're not. God is holy. I'm not. Like. You know what I mean? And, and even so, you're going to tell me that Jesus, that they weren't, they, they dance. I don't know if you've ever been to a Jewish wedding. They dance. Mm-hmm. They dance hard. And not only that, they celebrate. Man, they'll, they throw the bride and groom, man, on chairs. They're lifting them up, man. They're having a good time. Yeah. Jesus' Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine. Not Welch's grape juice, wine, okay? Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother episode, by the way, that we could tackle, <laughs> okay, on, 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 on the drink. But, but I digress. We'll create that one later as, as, God, as God directs. But they had a good time. And what we have done is we have done just like the Pharisees did. We took these commandments and these directives of God and we amended them. 500 times over to where now they're watered down and they're not commandments from God. They're amendments from man. Yeah. And so it, they're just and the church. So the church lacks power because the church has lost her joy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because they think that, yeah, it's unholy. Yeah. That's sad. You're, you're either a king or a jester. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had a mentor told me that you're either a king or a jester. And I'm like, I didn't sign up to be a king. Mm-hmm. I'm not a have you read like in my mind, like, and I was legit asking myself all these questions, in my mind, but I wanted to honor the person. And so I didn't say it like, man, have you read the Bible? But in my mind, I'm like, have you read the Bible? Like, we're not a king. We're a royal priesthood. We're a chosen people. We're joined heirs with Christ Jesus. I get all that. But Jesus alone is the king. I didn't sign up to be a king. I think that shows even in that, that statement, and that shows that there's some righteous, you know, um, <laughs> self-righteous, self-righteous, yeah. you know, stuff going on there to say like, sure. you're even a king, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was his view of the whole thing. The whole. And when I think of that too, like even that statement, let's talk, let's, let's bring more Bible into it. That statement right there alone. I'm immediately reminded of when David is bringing the Ark of the covenant back into the gates of the kingdom. And as he is worshiping and he is dancing, uh, his wife, Michael, you know, shouts from out of the window, you, you know, about how foolish he looks because you're a king and you're not conducting yourself like a king. And she was the daughter of a king. She's the, here she is the daughter of King Saul. She knows what it was like. She was raised in this kingdom, right? I'm raised in church. I know how to act in church. Okay, well, I don't. I have zero church etiquette, boo. God, and so unless God tells me, you're not, you're not probably going to be the one. Like, and you know what I'm saying? Like to give me rules and regulations, I don't, I don't understand a lot of them because I think that we've created a lot of them. They're, they're not directives from God. But this woman is shouting all this stuff out, man, you look foolish, you're a king, you're not acting like a king, all this stuff. And David looks up because he, wasn't, he had disregarded his kingly robes. This fool's in his, his undergarments, worshiping and dancing 
And he looks at her and he says, woman, I will become even more undignified than this. And so, like, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. It's too many people trying to be dignified in the house and of the Lord. And he was known for for a man after God's heart. He was known to be the apple. After he committed even some atrocious sins, yeah. God said, that's the apple of my eye. Mm-hmm. You are the apple of my eye. And he was. He was a man after God's own heart. I think that once you understand or if you as you begin to kind of unpack and comprehend and understand the fullness of God's grace and love and mercy and joy, it unlocks something in you that says, man, I have just got, I've got to be grateful. Like you were connecting gratitude Mm -hmm. to joy. I've got to be grateful man. I've got to laugh. I've got to have, I'm going to enjoy my life Mm -hmm. because look at all that God has done is doing and will continue to do. Look at who God is. Look at who I'm not. Thank you, God. Like all of those things come together. And David understood that before. I think a lot of people did. Yeah. I think, um, going back to the question, like, why don't, Christian people laugh. Um, I think we don't know how to um, redeem what the enemy took. You know, prior to coming to Christ, you probably sat in like comedy shows where it was inappropriate, where it was, you know, demeaning and devaluing to, you know, whoever or Maybe you can't can't come from that, yeah. You know, whether it's dancing or music or whatever it is that you did prior to your life being saved. Like I know there's there's a boundary there, a line there where we don't want to be the per- the people we used to be. You know, before Jesus, you know, we want to make sure that we are edifying to one another. We want to make sure that that what we're speaking and what comes out of our mouth are right. out of our mouths um, is helping and beneficial. You know. And so, like, I'm not going to come in and, like, you know, be, um, <clears throat> I don't want to say it. I'm, I'm going to be wise in, in the way I conduct myself, too. I'm just not going to sure. be reckless and, and whatever. But I don't think we understand, like, how to do that. Like, I don't, we don't understand, like, hey, we could still have fun and we can still use comedy and we can still, you know, laugh at each other and we can still, mm-hmm. without, like, sinning, you know, right. like we used to. Um, and so like for me, like, cause I, I hang out with some, some people and even family members that, um, love to have fun and I can discern like, okay, man, like this is like, we're talking about some stuff that like, uh, it's funny, but I don't, I'm not going to talk about this anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think as Christian, as Christians, like using wisdom and, and being able to redeem like what God has given to us, um, <clears throat> why not, you know, why not do that? Why not have fun? Why not laugh at some things? Um, but not, you know, allowing them to to cause us to sin or cause us to go to what we used to do, you know. We're new creations in Christ. I, I believe in that as well. Sure. And so <clears throat> I don't think we know how to do that, though, as Christians. Like, it's either like, no, that's I used to do that, and I'm not doing that anymore, so I'm going to be serious or, right. you know, whatever the case is. And I know everybody's different. Everybody has their own convictions, but, you know. Yeah, no, I would I would agree with that. I think, you know, what is what is, you know, from from the beginning when you know Jesus came on the scene people had questions about that right i mean you know you got to forgive you got to forgive people and peter's like well how many <laughs> how many times do i got to forgive yeah. them you know what i mean or hey you, you right. know you need to love your neighbor well who's who's my neighbor like there's there's we, all, we yeah. always have questions hey man you know i'm sure when he enjoyed himself hey well what can we laugh at what can we not laugh at person i'll be honest with you me personally i i laugh sometimes i laugh at stuff i'm like you probably shouldn't have laughed at that <laughs> but man it was funny <laughs> so, so i'm like 
Uh, it caught me funny. Um, and and because I think that above above all, humanity is funny to me. Uh, yeah. Honestly, humanity and humanity can be terrible, and humanity can do some some terrible, terrible things, and a lot of the the brokenness and the and the tragedy and and all of those things that happen in the world happen because of humanity. You know, we when when good stuff happens, we take credit. When bad stuff happens, we blame God. And some of us we blame a God that we don't believe. Um, but listen, a lot of the bad stuff that's going on and the bad stuff that happens, that's humanity. And there's a, there's a brokenness in humanity, but if you, the perspective that I have is as I'm looking at humanity, the brokenness is what's humorous to me mm-hmm. because it's a broken, here we are a broken people trying to pretend like we're not broken, trying to pretend like we have everything together. Yeah. And that's funny to me. That's hum- I'm sorry, but <laughs> no, it, no, is. it is, you know what I mean? It's and like, so I'm like, it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic and people are doing crate challenges. <laughs> I just like, saw this crate you know, challenge thing. You break thing. your back, you ain't getting into yeah, a hospital right now. <laughs> Has anybody tried this? Why? No. Why? Are, why is that why? becoming a thing? I Who decides when know. what becomes a thing? I've never seen this many milk crates. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> Where did everybody get milk crates from? I don't know. Are they just <laughs> hanging out behind grocery stores waiting? And then the is worst, that where they put them? The worst part is when they do it on the like the <laughs> cement, like they're on the sidewalk doing crate challenges. But why though? Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like, and everybody to to all of our listeners, you know, <laughs> influencers are only influencers because you put them there. So why do we choose the stuff that we choose to be popular? Stop uh, doing a crate challenge. You know, good and well. I saw an older guy do it. Yeah. Like an old oh, man. Yeah. And I was like, why are they letting this grandpa yeah, yeah. do this crate challenge? How do you do? Oh no, he fell. I think maybe like fourth, like fourth line. And he was done. And it was funny. I laughed. <laughs> I did. I laughed. Uh, I hope he's okay. But I don't know. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I saw this. I saw <laughs> what? This. It's true. Yeah. I saw this guy plant, uh, plant straight on his face, just face plant. And he fell. And then he got up and he was just like this. There's like dirt all over his face. I'm like, <laughs> why? Why are you doing this to yourself? I don't know. That and there's it's a it's a few things that just get popular that I just will never understand. You know what I mean? But I remember being a youth pastor and, yeah. and planking. Did you do the cinnamon challenge in your youth group? I did. <laughs> we got in trouble. I did it and uh and then I did it I did it to um I'm gonna tell um, I did it to somebody that we all know and that person uh. threw up. <laughs> and I felt really bad about it. But you laughed. But I laughed so I laughed in that person's face. I thought it was so funny. Yeah. And it was, well, you know, what's funniest part about the cinnamon challenge is when they take that bite and they're, they, cause you think you got it, no big deal. And they go, and just, just, just this puff of, of cinnamon comes up. That's the funniest thing to me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah I don't, I just, anyway, I don't understand the trends, but right. I didn't understand when I was a youth pastor. I got a joke. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. okay. <laughs> Why don't they take tests at zoos? Why don't they take tests they take at zoos? Too many cheetahs. He forgot. He forgot what. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was going to hit us with the laugh, but he knew it. He hit us with the horn instead. I was waiting for the reaction to see what he was going to do. Oh, man. That was funny. There's too many cheetahs. (laughs) Yeah. That was great. You've been thinking about it the whole episode, and that was the one that you landed on. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. (laughs) I'm going to use that. 
Yes, yeah. D- Daniel is going to use that. You, <laughs> you, you need to take credit when yeah. you hear him use it. Nah, he can have the credit. For that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Listen, uh, honestly, before we get before we get to recommendations, I I just want to say this. This is this is a reminder that I have in my phone. And um, for those of you that don't know me at all, or you know you, you don't maybe don't know this about me, I have I have a lot of reminders that come up in my phone. Um, some of them it's, it's on the hour, every hour from 5am till about 8pm. Um, because it's, it's important, man, to, if, if nobody else is going to, if, if nobody else is around you, uh, you know, to affirm you or to, or to even give you a word, you know what, have it for yourself. And so I've got some scripture reminders. I've got some sayings, some things. And one of them is this, because it's very, very true. And I try to remind myself of this every day. And it's a smile is a curve that can set a lot of things straight. So laugh a little more. Okay, if you if you at the end of this life, you have more frown wrinkles than laugh lines, then you missed it. Let's create some laugh lines. Let's laugh a whole lot more. It takes less muscle to laugh and smile than it does to frown. So let's think about that as we do this. But 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 now that we've said that. It's time for recommendations. Recommendations. Let's go. Recommendations. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'll go first. All right. I'm going to go first. All right. I'm going to go first. And the recommendation that I have today is actually a New York Times bestseller by uh, one of my favorite comedians of all time, Steve Martin. He wrote a, uh, an autobiography. It's called Born Standing Up. And um, I, I loved this book. It was It's, it's just basically uh, the life of, of Steve Martin uh, through, his, through his lens, through his eyes. He even talks about some of the uh, material like how he comes up with some of the material that he does. I'm a quote. I'm a. I'm a share a quote with you that that um, that Steve Martin has in this book, and it's uh, uh, something that Elvis Presley told Steve Martin in 1971. Elvis said, "Son, you have an oblique sense of humor," <laughs> and I thought, "What a cool thing, Elvis!" Elvis just trashed on Steve Martin. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, "Born Standing Up" by Steve Martin. It's actually a really, really good read. Yeah, I have um, an, a podcast. Um, I don't know if. You haven't heard, but um, there is this uh, comedian. His name is Michael Jr. Um, he has a podcast called Funny How Life Works. And I love this. Uh, and you can follow him, too, on social media. But um, I love, like, the concept, the idea of this podcast. He is a Christian comedian, but um, he's hilarious. Uh, so take it, get it. If you get a chance, like, look him up um, and give him a follow. But he has a podcast called Funny How Life Works. And he talks a lot about, like, um, ministry he talks a lot about being a pastor. He talks a lot about, you know, things in the church. And it's, if you've been around, you know, church for a while or even a few years, you kind of get some of this humor. And so right. um, give him a follow. Funny how life works podcast, Michael Jr. Comedy. Michael yeah. Jr. Comedy. I love it, man. If all minds are, are clear, is that, is that what we got? That's, is that all the time that we have today on this episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel? It is. That is all the time that we have on this episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel. Make sure you follow us on social media. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm tired of my son making fun of me. And hit the bell for notifications. Go love like Jesus. We're out. Yeah. Laugh.